The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Exploring our oneness with spirit and each other. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone and thank you first and foremost for being an intentional spirit. That's the reason you listen to the show and and benefit from all the incredible authors and experts that we feature who, because of defining moments in their lives, they have become intentional. And our great dynamic guest today, Mae McCarthy, is no different. And she is a trailblazer. She has started many companies. But in the 90s, she had a defining moment. Mae, welcome to our show today. And we're looking forward to hearing your story. Well, thank you, Temple. I'm happy to be here. So you had a visit with um, intuition. Well, I've actually been pretty connected to something that I knew was greater than myself um, ever since I was a little kid. Uh, I grew up as the last of ten children uh, raised in Hawaii on the beach, and um, our our family was pretty devoted to a spiritual path, a Catholicism at that time. But what I saw more importantly was a example of how when you give, when you are of service, you always receive more in return. And I remember noticing how many people would show up at our house with all sorts of different kinds of gifts for my dad, who was a surgeon, because in some cases they couldn't pay him with money, and he would look them in the eye and say, you know what, you are valuable. You are special. You are wonderful. I am going to treat you. And someday you're going to think of something that is uniquely your capability to provide to me and my family. And we're going to be just fine with that. So we'd have fresh fish and fruit and all sorts of stuff. And that's when I really recognized that there was something, some universal power, some universal law that was operating that I wanted to know more about. So I've been pretty connected for a really long time. And through my spiritual journey, I found wonderful teachers. As I was a teenager, um, people like uh, Florence Scovelshin and Catherine Ponder and other wonderful writers who really taught a universal and very simply defined and simple-to-apply message that I used to essentially experience success all my life. um, You have an amazing book that has been sweeping the country. How how long ago did the book come out? Um, Just about a year. Okay. It ended up being a result. Um, I'm a member of Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle, and 
really my spiritual path, as I mentioned, since I was a teenager was a uh, new thought. But I would go to church uh, pretty much wherever my sister and my mother went uh, for community while I had my own spiritual practice. And my sister Sharon uh, decided that she was going to go to a unity church here in Seattle, so I followed her there. And then she found a wonderful teacher in Dr. Reverend Kathy Ann Lewis at Center for Spiritual Living in Seattle. And so we ended up there. And again, I still use church as community and continue with my own spiritual practice. And when I was... Uh, Tithing at church, which I think is one of the greatest prosperity tools ever. Um, tithe, but that's a whole nother talk I'm sure that you do. And, um, I was tithing to my center and the leadership asked me, you know, what are you doing to be so successful? Cause we see what you're donating. <laughs> and, uh, I thought, I honestly, Temple, I thought it was a trick question. So I, I uh, gingerly said, well, I'm doing what you teach. Is that not correct? And they laughed and said, no, you're doing something else. And uh, so I described a really efficient process. I'm a self-proclaimed efficiency expert and have trained hundreds of salespeople and customer service people and managers and executives to do their jobs well. And uh, so I decided to create a daily spiritual practice that was very easy to implement and very efficient. And uh, consequently, they wanted me to teach it to some of our center's congregation. And after about the 500th person had gone through the workshop with great results, uh, they had asked me to please write a book because although I give everyone a 27-page workbook, I don't include all of the verbal stories of application that I mention in the work in the workshop. So I wrote the book to include all of those stories of application and so far, so good. It, it made it to number two and on Amazon's bestseller list for personal finance, and lots of uh, New Thought ministers are using it for their uh, prosperity series, and I'm just feeling really grateful that people are finding it really, really easy to use and easy to apply. Oh, yeah, and thank you so much for for writing it, because often with you know, spiritual books and how to be abundant. Um, as Dr. Ernest Holmes would say, we we tend to be leaning more in theory versus the practical and the application of it. So thank you for doing that. Oh, you're welcome. I hear that, that uh, comment a lot. You know, thank you for giving us something that we can actually apply right away. Um, even if we don't understand it, because, you know, so many great teachers will say that if you just do it, you know, the understanding will blossom and follow. And uh, so it seems to be working out pretty well. I'm really happy that a lot of people are being blessed by it. And so, May, we were acknowledging the, your being the 500th person that said, wow, <laughs> now we have a practical solution with the seven steps for the path to wealth. Um, can you lead us in certain directions with some of those steps and give us a sense of what the book is about? I sure can. So what I describe is that we can partner with spirit to achieve more of what we want in life. And let me first point out that I am not you know, saying that there's any separation, all right? We are all one with spirit. But we do call spirit by different names 
based on characteristics that we want to value. We'll call it love. We'll call it power and truth and strength, divine intelligence. And so I decided in my last company that I wanted to bring spirit into my company, and I needed to give it a title. So I, I, I thought about it and thought about it, and I surround myself in my C-suite with people whose advice I really value. I have a chief financial officer, a chief spirit, uh, excuse me, information officer, a chief marketing officer, and, and various people who are very good at their jobs and can advise me on directions we should take for our company based on their skill set. And so I decided that the ultimate advisor that I could partner with, that I could have as an advisor would be spirit. So I brought it into my C-suite and gave it the title Chief Spiritual Officer and actually ended up placing it at the top of my org chart. And, of course, all my employees were wondering, you know, who's the CSO? Is you know, is it a man or a woman? Um, do we get to meet them? <laughs> it was really fun. And so I described the CSO as a characteristic and an explanation for why we were going to be a miracle-making company. We were going to have miracles happen so often that miracles were going to become typicals for us. We were going to compete with all of the Fortune 20 companies that were in our industry, and we were going to become market share leader. We were going to be in meetings and appointments and meeting um, uh, contracts with vendors and things like that, where we needed to have wisdom beyond our rational imagination, and it was going to be available to us. And I asked them all to text me, email me, call me when something happened that they could not rationally explain that was for our good and all of our stakeholders, our coworkers, our customers, our suppliers and vendors in our world. An everyday temple, I would get messages from my employees saying, oh, my gosh, I can't believe the CSO did this. The CSO did this. Oh, my gosh, the CSO gave me this thought, and, and I was able to use it, and, and a miracle happened. And it happened so often, it was just wonderful. And so we can partner with an intelligence. We can have that intelligence available to us that is beyond our rational mind. And that's sort of the point of the book is to create this partnership so that you do your job and your CSO does its job. And it goes something like this. Your job is to figure out what it is that you want and to be grateful for it in advance as though it were already complete. So you have to describe it as though it's already complete with gratitude. The CSO's job is to now create the path for you to get there. For you to achieve that goal, you don't get to do that anymore, which for overachievers is really, really hard because <laughs> we want to create the goal and every step to get there. But you can't do that. It's not your job anymore. Your job is to figure out what you want. CSO creates the path and then gives you one step or what I call a lead, an intuitive lead, to take one step along that path at a time. You either take the step or if you're unsure, um, you're feeling uneasy, kind of scared, just ask for another lead. You simply say, CSO, I need another lead, or infinite intelligence, or whatever you happen to call that characteristic of spirit that is the ultimate advisor. So those are the roles and responsibilities. But none of this partnership works unless you've actually built a really great relationship, a trusting relationship, an ability to really 
recognize when the CSO is giving you an intuitive lead. And it's kind of like, um, have you ever heard the phone ring and you knew who it was that was calling? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, chances are you probably have a relationship with that person. So, I mean, you, you, you may not know that it's, you know, a telemarketer calling before you get to the phone and look at caller ID um, because you don't have a relationship with them. But I know when my sister's calling or I know when my brother's calling or when my husband's calling. I, I can feel something. And the same is true with this partnership. When the CSO gives you leads, which can show up like a thought, you know, that just seems to fly into your head out of nowhere, or it can show up as a gut instinct, or it can show up as a, a sign or a message that's external, I mean, I remember I was in the middle of trying to figure out whether I should do business with the $5.5 billion company down in California. And I was really agonizing over it because I had a little bit of history with them with a previous company, so I had a bias. And I was really agonizing whether or not I should do it, and I was asking for another lead. I'd get a, I would get a lead from the CSO, and I'd sort of put it on the side and say, I need another lead, and I'd do nothing, you know, except ask for another lead. Well, one day I'm driving across the bridge on the way to work, and I see a billboard that says, your fortune will be made in San Diego. And uh, the company happened to be located in San Diego, and I just cracked up and laughed, and I thought, you are so funny. Spirit, you are so funny. I don't know how many times I've driven by that billboard and never noticed it, but I noticed it that day, and I would consider that an intuitive lead. So you, you're you going to receive these intuitive leads if you build a relationship, and what I try to advise people is that they can incorporate the daily practice, these seven steps that I describe in my book, in order to cultivate that relationship, create this level of trust, and to enable intuition and their subconscious to show up more often to help them. So the first four steps take place, just like you would have a business meeting with anybody else in your company or in your family, if you guys are going to sit down and go over goals for the year, um, any, anything that is serious to you where you will set aside time to do it, you want to treat this morning meeting that way. You want to get out of bed. I usually go straight to the coffee maker because, well, I live in Seattle and we all drink coffee here. <laughs> and then find a place, find a place in your home that is not your bed to set aside 25 to 30 minutes to do the first four steps. You'll need a, some tools. You'll need a notebook. I usually just use a spiral notebook. You'll need a pen, and you'll need inspirational reading because all of those things will be useful to you every day in this meeting with your CSO. The first step is to read for 5 to 10 minutes something that describes ordinary people having extraordinary experiences as the result of spirit operating in their life. This is the greatest books that I've used are are really simple stories about um, that are short. So you'll spend just about five to ten minutes. Um, I have a list of books at the back of my book that are great for that. Um, I love The Game of Life by Florence Shin, Dynamic Laws of Prosperity by Catherine Ponder, and the list goes on. But you're just going to spend five to ten minutes to put yourself into a receptive mood. You want to read stories so that at the completion of the reading portion, what you're doing is recognizing that what a spirit's power has done in other people 
people's lives, Spirit's power can also do in yours. The second step is to write out a letter to your CSO, and it describes what you're grateful for that you have. And it describes what you're grateful for that you want, but you're going to word it as though you already have it. This is really important because this is the key to getting your subconscious and intuition to show up more often in more obvious ways. And I'll give you an example. Um, A lot of times, especially around the first of the year when resolutions are being made, I hear some of my friends say things like, You know, I want to lose 10 pounds. And when you think of that statement, I want to lose 10 pounds, your subconscious hears that the goal is to be wanting to lose. If your goal is to be wanting to lose, do you actually ever achieve your goal? You'll always be wanting. So a better way to word that for this practice would be to describe what your life is like if you had already lost the 10 pounds. You might say something like, I'm so grateful that I have a physically fit and trim, toned, energetic body that is filled with pain-free cells that are easily able to operate in perfect health exactly the way that they were designed. And I'm able to go on hikes and walks with my family and friends, and we have such a great time. What happens when you word your goal with gratitude as though it's already complete are a couple of things. The first thing that happens is your subconscious and your intuition go on high alert because they want you to operate in integrity. So they're going to do whatever they can to illuminate possibilities to help you make those statements true. I'll give you an example. The last time you bought a car, if you're like most people that buy cars, they go through a process of, you know, kind of investigating the kind of models that they might consider. They might go and look at them, maybe even test drive them, talk about it, think about it, imagine themselves in the car before they ever actually make the purchase. Well, what happens? They start to see that car driving around everywhere on the road, right? They, they <laughs> oh, yeah, never notice. everywhere. They never noticed that car before, ever. And so they start to see that car. Well, that's when their subconscious and their intuition are trying to point out possibilities to make those statements true. So wording your goal as though it's already completed with gratitude will enable your intuition and subconscious to show up more often. The second benefit has actually been proven in brain science, and uh, some of the greatest brain research has been done at Cambridge University. And what they noticed when they did some uh, scanning of the brain, when, when you have gratitude and positive expectations, that front part of your brain lights up. And that's been proven to help you to focus and see more possibilities more clearly. So by wording your goals with gratitude as though they're already complete, you get the added benefit of being able to focus and see more possibilities. So you'll write out that gratitude for about 10 minutes, that gratitude letter for about 10 minutes. The third step is to read what you wrote out loud with emotion. 
And any school teacher, Temple, will tell you that if you read something out loud, it anchors it more deeply within you. And you really have an understanding. It also is telling your brain that it doesn't need to protect you anymore. See, our brains remember the last times that we were disappointed. When we created a goal and we didn't meet it, and all the disappointment that we went through by not meeting it, our brains remember that, and it and they want to protect us from similar disappointment. So if we have a goal that's, you know, bigger than we're used to, our brains can actually try and work against us so that we can't notice intuitive messages and we can't notice possibilities as easily. So by reading your goals out loud with emotion, you're essentially letting your brain know it doesn't need to protect you, that you've got this one, that you're well prepared to let your spiritual partner's messages come through and you can take action on them. It's also, brain, re, brain science has also proved that when we do something repetitively, we are actually building a new belief and we're building a new neural pathway of belief. So even though you might have a goal that's bigger than you've ever had before and you might even feel a little fraudulent doing this practice uh, because you your rational mind can't figure out how in the world you would achieve that goal, keep it up because you are. it is working to help create that new neural pathway and that new belief. And then finally, the fourth step in the morning is to sit and use a technique that many professional athletes, musicians, and even business people like me use, and that's imaging. We image ourselves. We imagine, we sit with our eyes closed and we imagine ourselves in the completed goal. What's it look like? What's it feel like? Who's around us? What do we see? And spend up to five minutes picking one, maybe two of your goals and see if you can see yourself in your mind's eye in that completed goal. A benefit of that is that, again, we're training our brain for success, but another benefit is that the next day when you get up to write your gratitude letter and your descriptions of your goals, you might actually describe them a little bit more clearly because you've seen what your picture of a completed goal looks like. And so the words that you use might be a little more meaningful the next day. So that's the first four steps, and I usually, you know, pat the cat on the head and go take a shower and get ready for work and start my day. As we've done this daily practice in the morning, every single day, it's also setting the tone for us to focus on what we want and not on what we don't want. And you know that whatever we're putting our attention on and our intention on ends up uh, revealing more evidence of it happening in our life. So if we're, if we're sort of priming our brain in the morning to focus our attention on the things that we want and the things that we're grateful for, we're going to notice more evidence of those things happening in our lives. Then steps five and six are throughout the day. The fifth step is to expect and watch for intuitive and subconscious leads uh, from your spiritual partner that guide you and direct you towards your goal. Um, it might show up as a as a hunch. Um, one of my 
uh, I have so many stories in my book, but one that I absolutely love to tell is um, I had a goal in one of my startup companies. I had a goal for uh, $400,000 of new revenue for our company. That's kind of what we needed during a period of time for growth. And so I was being grateful that we had that and that it was easy and fun and, and all of, all that you would expect that I would write. And I travel about 150 to 200,000 miles a year. So I have sort of a routine when I get to a city, and I landed in Cleveland, and I got my bags, and I got my rent-a-car, and I drove to the hotel. I dropped off my bags, and then I normally will go to the closest grocery store to pick up water and protein shakes and things I need for my stay. And as I'm sitting in the car, I get this really strong thought to go to a grocery store that's about a 15 minute drive away instead of the grocery store that's five minutes away. Now, my rational mind, you know, Albert Einstein said we have an intuitive mind and a rational mind. And my rational mind is saying, May, come on. It's 9 o'clock at night. It's Cleveland. You shouldn't be driving around extra, you know, for an extra amount of time at night. In fact, your appointment is at 8 o'clock tomorrow morning, which is 5 o'clock in the morning Seattle time. You're going to be way too tired. Why are you wasting time? And that essentially is what our rational mind does to us often. When we get an intuitive message, our rational mind tries to talk us out of it if it can't figure out why it's going to be beneficial to us. And in this case, my rational mind could not figure out why I would want to spend an extra 20 minutes in the car driving. But in this practice, when you get an intuitive lead like that one, you figuratively stomp your foot and say, stop, and then say, CSO, I need another lead. What you're doing is enabling that intuitive mind to show up. So I did that. And then the intuitive mind shows up and says, well, you know, it's true that it's 9 o'clock at night, but it's 6 o'clock in Seattle. You can't go to sleep anyway. It's too early. And who knows? Maybe if you make that drive, everything at that other grocery store will be on sale. Yeah, just go ahead and make the drive. (laughs) So I did. And I parked the car, and as I'm walking into the grocery store, There was a gentleman walking out who I had met six months before at a trade show, and he was a decision maker for a very, very large potential customer. He was not returning any of my phone calls or emails to make an appointment. And he sees me, and we strike up a conversation. And he learns how our company has grown since we last spoke and some of our new customers. And he said, you know, while you're here in Cleveland, why don't you come and make a presentation to us? Well, that led to another presentation and another presentation and a contract worth over half a million dollars. Most of us that are overachievers would not create a goal for $400,000 and then say, okay, the first thing you have to do is drive across town in Cleveland, go to a grocery (laughs) store. (laughs) That's why, Temple, that's why in wonderful and sacred texts like, you know, the Bible and and other, uh, the Torah, the Quran, I mean, they have stories of people having these extraordinary experiences that are like, you know, Red Seas parting and water coming out of rocks and food falling from heaven because when we get out of the way, when we get our rational mind out of the way and enable 
our spiritual partner to create the path and give us steps to take along it. These miracles, these seeming miracles, happen all the time. All the time. So you expect and watch for leads. If you get a lead, take the step. Show action faith. If you're unsure, if you feel uncomfortable, you know, if you're scared, just ask for another lead. What you're not allowed to do is do nothing. And then, if you do get a lead, celebrate. Celebrating is really fun, but what it's also doing is is giving you some confidence that this partnership is working. It's giving you some proof that this partnership is working. And what is confidence? Confidence is faith. So you're building up your confidence and you're recognizing that how the CSO speaks to you. How this this infinite intelligence and ultimate advisor characteristic of spirit speaks to you because it just as we're all unique, you may find that the messaging that you get or that your listeners get is also a little unique. You know, I feel a lot of stuff in my gut and I have a lot of thoughts that fly into my head. Other people tell me that they get a lot of messages, you know, from signs or um, from something in their heart. So this is, celebrating helps to give you that confidence that this partnership is working. So that's what you do during the day. And then the last step is right before you go to sleep at night. In this partnership, your goal is to make room within yourself to receive all of the good that you desire. But if you if you imagine for a moment that your body is like a you know bottle of water, if you're filled to the brim with water, you have no more room to receive any more good. So what we have to do every single night is essentially make some statements that remove anything from us that is not serving us, that is not for our highest and best good, so that we can make more room to receive what we do want that is for our good. So I have a a kind of a two-part process that that happens right before you turn out the light. And sometimes in my family it happens after we turn out the light. But essentially it's a, it's, you know, just saying out loud, you know, whatever comes to mind that you're grateful for. I often say thank you so much for all the parking spaces that I got in front. Spirit, thank you so much for the great, great time that I had with the, you know, hundreds of people in the workshop that I did today and all the wonderful expressions of God that I got a chance to to witness. And thank you so much for my family and my friends. So just anything that's on the top of your head that you're grateful for. You don't have to look at any notes. And then the second part of it is to recite what I call a giving forth prayer. Or you could call it a forgiveness prayer, a giving forth or forgiveness prayer. And essentially, this is where you are moving out of you anything that's taking up room that could be replaced by what you consider your good. And it goes something like this. CSO, if there's anyone from my past or present, anyone at all, whether I remember them or not, that I need to forgive, I now do so. I love them. I bless them, I forgive them, and I release them into your care for you to work with them in whatever way is best. And if there's anyone from my past or present that needs to forgive me, including myself, they now do so and we are all free. 
good night, and then you go to sleep. That prayer works on you. It definitely works. I love on you. that. That is so powerful, and I bet, I bet through doing that, sometimes you have dreams of awareness, right? You kind of well, telepathically bring people up you haven't thought about in a long time. Well, you know, it's interesting because it does. It does, in fact, have some stuff bubble up, and and if that happens, then. Clearly, you know, people need to do a little bit more forgiveness work, and there are lots and lots of different techniques that we teach in our Unity and, and CSL centers, um, lots of different techniques for forgiveness. This practice is simply to take that out of you and place it over here on the side so that, you have, more room, so that you have more room within you to receive what you want, to receive more of the good that you desire. If something bubbles up, I have this, I teach a kind of a deeper workshop over a three-week period of time, and I had this woman CEO come in after the first week. Um, So she was at the second class, and she came up to me, and she said, oh, I have a bone to pick with you. She says, that darn forgiveness prayer, it's just ruined my life this past week. And I said, really? Oh, do tell, do tell, tell me more. And she said, well... You know, I started doing it, and then a couple days in, I get this email from a guy that used to work for me 15 years ago. He did tens of thousands of dollars worth of uh, damage in our company, harmed our customer relationships, harmed coworker relationships. He never said he was sorry, and then he just quit. And I tell you, he sent me an email congratulating me on an award that I got. And the hair on the back of my neck went up, and I got all tense, and thoughts of him and reliving that pain has just been consuming me this past week. I thought I did all of my forgiveness work. And I said, well, I don't mean to giggle, but clearly you haven't (laughs) done all your forgiveness work. Um, And so I, I said, well, you know, you need to work on that. But what I can do in order to calm you, so that you can still notice intuitive leads from your CSO, is I can give you a little mantra you can use. And it's something you've probably heard before too, Temple, but when a thought of that man came into her mind, I asked her to say, I bless you, I forgive you, I release you. And to keep saying it until the thought of him dissolved. Now the first day she had to say it about 5,000 times. But the next day, she only had to say it 4,990, and the next day a little less, and so on. And after a little while, she got this thought, just sort of flew into her head. You know, I wonder what his life has been like. So she Googled him, and she found out from his work history that he had switched jobs every single year. And to anybody that hires employees, that's a huge red flag for us. You know, if you're going to job hop every single year, that means you're really unsettled. And why would we invest money to train you if you're just going to leave? So she felt really, she felt kind of bad for him, you know, that he had so much uh, unsettling behavior in his life. And then she thought, wow, I wonder if he was trying to make amends and say he was sorry. I mean, she still didn't want to talk to him and continued to say, I bless you, I forgive you, I release you. And after about another five days, less than a week, 
she she thought of him again and, and realized she hadn't thought of him all day. And this was in the afternoon. So she said, I bless you, I forgive you, I release you. But there was no emotional reaction within her at all. He had safe passage through her mind. The next day she got a call from a former customer who had not worked with her company for years. And her goal that she had been writing down in her CSO meetings every morning was that her company receive a minimum or more than $10,000 in unexpected income over and beyond what her company had projected for sales. This customer called her and said, we want to re-engage with the company and we're going to send you $10,000 in advance. Now, Temple, this is a miracle because in her industry, people do not pay her for 60 to 90 days after the work is completed. To have anyone, anyone pay her in advance had never happened. For her, this was... Red Sea parting, water coming out of rocks, and food falling from heaven. This oh, is a miracle. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so would she have gotten that anyway? You know, she might have, but it's my position that if you're really angry and upset or filled with emotions that are negative, I mean, think about the last time you were angry. If you were angry or worried about something and it was all-consuming, could anybody have a conversation with you? Probably not. I mean, I know if, if, if I'm totally consumed thinking about something um, and, and, and scared or, or worried or angry, I can't hear anybody else try to co- have a conversation with me. My brain is like a record player. Absolutely. We cut, we cut, off, that, cut off that love flow, don't we? I mean, we, we truly... Uh, yeah, we, we have this huge uh, physiological change, too, where our eyes are kind of staring at somebody, but we're not right. really well, present. That, and when that happens, how can spirit talk to you? Exactly. How can you notice spirit's messages? You can't. So that mantra, I bless you, I forgive you, I release you, can help you get back to that calm, calmer state so that you can hear and notice Spirit's intuitive messages for you to take steps along the path to your good. And those are the seven steps. What? That is so powerful. Well, I, I know I'm ordering the book because I'm getting ready to go to Europe and I've been calling in um, spiritually through my CSO, which now I'm going to use that thanks to you, um, <laughs> of what, what book to ponder while I'm away. So now I have the answer. And I had heard so many people talking about you and the work that you're doing and how you're a true difference maker. And, and now I know why um, you exemplify uh, the principles that, that we teach and hopefully model all the time. It's just been a pleasure having you on the show today. I want to remind everybody to go to MayMcCarthy.com. Or to Amazon to order the book, or you can also access the book through May's website. May, thank you so much for being an intentional spirit and offering us these seven steps to improve our abundance and and connect us to a greater life. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, Temple. And I am so looking forward to meeting you in person at your church next month. 
I know, the New Thought Channel, it's going to be great. People are flying in from all over. It is going to be such a love fest to have all of us. And and May is going to be speaking at that, too. And it's just going to be quite a gala. It's going to be something I think we're going to talk about for a very long time. Well, thank you for hosting it because I'm, I'm excited to be there and, and, uh, what you've put together in terms of the speaker lineup. I mean, really, people need to go to your website at First Unity and take a look at it. It's just amazing. It's going to be incredible. Well, thank you, May. I'm so excited to meet you in person and thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Temple. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bless you. Bye now. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Once two monks who slept late and missed their morning prayers, the very strict abbot ordered the monks to do penance for their lack of discipline. They had to walk all day with peas in their shoes. One monk moaned with every step he took. The other just smiled with a secret satisfaction. Finally, the one monk in agony asked, Brother, how is it that you can stand a walk on these dry, hard peas? The happy monk replied, I boiled my peas. We all have difficulties that seem to cause us great pain as we walk through life. But there is a way to deal with life's challenges. Changing your thoughts and actions can change the world around you. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio, the teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the internet. Join Bob 
Rock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern for Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss through lecture, live interviews, and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul. The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio.
When you truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you are ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zender every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Like life, grief is a journey, not a destination. Whether it is loss of life, relationship, security, or simply the process of change, have you given yourself permission to begin your journey of grief? Have you yielded to the gift of grace? Join Reverend Chaz Wesley every Thursday at 5 p.m. Central on a virtual navigation from grief to grace and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Spirit of Recovery is the place where spirituality and recovery meet, where we support your spiritual growth. Reverend Anna Schaus, Ph.D., interviews down-to-earth guests who share with you how they keep going and growing in recovery. Spirit of Recovery is the place to get practical tips and join in lively discussions on topics that matter to recovering people. This program welcomes everyone who wants to know more about recovery. Join Anna and her guests live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Central Time on Spirit of Recovery, where we talk about what keeps you growing. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. we live can be holy and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so everything we do can be a prayer and by using our innate creativity with intention in every aspect of our lives that can indeed be true author Carla Kincannon wrote creativity is so much more than art making it is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. 
They're the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a 100 years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, words from our past. Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. There is peace. There is quiet. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, it's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Reverend Paul Hasselbeck, Reverend Bill Holton, and Reverend Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? 
Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss through lecture, live interviews, and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Every moment we live can be holy, and all we need to do to experience that state is to make the decision to do so. Everything we do can be a prayer, and by using our innate creativity with intention, in every aspect of our lives, that can indeed be true. Author Carla Kincannon wrote, Creativity is so much more than art making. It is a tool for navigating through everyday experiences to find the sacred in each God-given moment. Discover Creative Spirit, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time, and experience the joy of connecting to spirit through creative expression. the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application, by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. 
Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.